Hey everybody, welcome to the Boning Soul Podcast. Um, before we get started with this episode, I wanted to um, kind of make a few announcements and uh, catch up on a few uh, few things and um, I don't know, just kind of do a little bit of housekeeping kind of stuff and send out a few thank yous. Uh, first of all, um, before we get into this one, um, this was actually a uh, kind of like a swap cast or a combination podcast with um, Bill Hoffman over at Hoffman's Hunting Heritage Podcast. Um, <clears throat> Bill contacted me saying, Hey, you know, wouldn't it be cool if, uh, we kind of did, uh, like a, you interview me, I interview you kind of thing. And we can both, uh, put them out on our own podcast. And I said, yeah, sure. So scheduling wise, um, again, it's super tough. I travel, he works, um, and he works like 50 jobs. I'm not kidding. Like you literally need to, you know, take off your shoes to count the number of jobs he has. And, um, you know, we, we talk about that a little bit in, uh, in, in the podcast. So I was actually in, in a car, uh, and I did the phone in. Luckily his audio sounds a whole lot better. Uh, mine sounds like a phone in audio. So, um, it's going to be, you know, it's not bad at all, but it's just, uh, it's it doesn't sound as crisp as, uh, as this now, Bill is a, well, let's see, let's count, let's count how, what he does. He, he lives in Michigan. Uh, he hunts with all kinds of equipment, but, uh, mostly traditional now he is a police officer. He is a magician. He is a voiceover uh, author. Uh, yeah, a voiceover uh, actor. Uh, he is an author. He has uh, a bunch of books out. Uh, the most popular uh, novels are called the uh, the Twins of Prey series. And I want to focus on those. Uh, listen to the end of this episode. And he's got a great um, free offer for uh, the listeners of this podcast and his podcast too, but uh, he wanted to throw it out to, uh, you know, people that might be new, uh, to, to Bill's work. And, uh, it's just, it's just like a, um, it's a free ebook, um, that you can just go and download. And, uh, I'm actually buying the actual books. I like actual books. I'm not like an act, I'm not an ebook kind of person, but, um, he was really gracious enough to send out, you know, free, um, uh, you know, like a coupon code kind of thing. All you got to do is uh, go over there and download it. So be sure to listen to the end of the episode uh, to, uh, to get all that information. Let's see what else. He's also an ordained minister. Um, and what I say, a magician, uh, uh, minister, voiceover, author, uh, police officer. I know I've forgotten. There's, there's a couple other things in there. The guy, the guy stay, comedian, he's a comedian for God's sakes too. The guy stays busy. So a uh, pretty, pretty interesting guy. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to him. So, um, you know, this is going to be his, this episode actually aired uh, last week, I believe on his podcast. So I'm putting it out uh, this week. Cause that's just the way I do it every two weeks. It ended up being, um, you know, being, uh, uh, on, on my schedule for, you know, due to release, uh, the Labor Day weekend. So, so that's that. Now, a couple other things I want to talk about. Um, I really want to throw a couple shout outs to a couple of the other guys doing, um, other podcasts as well. Um, ever since I started doing this, I've had to lean on, uh, other people who have been doing this for a while for technical help. And, uh, it really is. I mean, I, I consider it, you know, I've never, I, I consider it a brotherhood. I've never really come across people that have been, um, you know, no, I'm not going to help you or no figure it out on your own kind of thing. I've never, I've never run into that. Uh, first of all, I want to send a, uh, thank you to uh, Matt Baum over at the lethal podcast. Um, I actually recorded a thank you to him on the actual podcast that he helped with, um, which will be due to be released in a couple weeks here. Uh, that's with Bob Smith, of big stick archery. Um, he really, uh, you know, I sent him a file. It was terrible. It was unpublishable and he actually made it like a listenable file. So thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, oh, um, uh, Matt, he is, um, 
he kind of bailed me out of that one because I really didn't want to reschedule with Bob because Bob's a busy guy. He's out hunting. He's out building bows, that kind of thing. So um, thank you so much for that. Um, Mike Mathewitz over at uh, Primitive Pursuit. You know, I asked him a, a technical question regarding Instagram. You know, we're all trying to promote our own stuff. We're all trying to promote our, our own, uh, you know, brands, if you will. I hate that term, but... And, uh, I, you know, I, I made the joke that after he helped me out now that I'm, you know, at the level of a 12 year old, uh, teenage girl, as far as Instagram ability goes, you know, so yay for me. But, uh, he actually, you know, uh, you know, we, we were texting back and forth said, Hey, send me a screenshot of this. Now click on this. Now click on that. So thank you so much. If you don't listen to primitive pursuit, go listen to those guys too. Um, you know, Aaron, Aaron, um, uh, sorry, Aaron and, um, Mike over there are, uh, you know, really nice guys, stand-up guys, and they've got a great podcast too. And one more great podcast um, that you ought to be listening to and you probably are listening to is uh, Steve Angel and Nick View over at uh, Traditional Outdoors. Now, the funny thing with that one is um, uh, I, I talked to Steve, you know, back and forth for, with other stuff, but um, I ended up talking to him uh, not because I needed technical assistance, but I actually needed to ask him a question about a guest. Now, I had been, um, uh, you know, it's kind of hard in this, in this, I guess, I hate, it's not even an industry, right? Because I'm not doing it as an industry. But to try not to get the same guests as everyone else, right? Because there's a lot of people that have like the same guests over and over and over again. So trying to find an original guest to come on your podcast, it's kind of hard. So I've been following this guy. He's Danish. Uh, his name is Peter Yulesgaard. He's got a YouTube channel. Peter Yulesgaard. He's a traditional bow hunter. He, he bow hunts all kinds of things, but or all kinds of ways, but his, his love of tra- is, is traditional bow hunting. And I've been po- following his channel for a while, and I'm like, okay, here's a guy that probably no one stateside has ever heard of. He's probably never been a guest on anyone's podcast. I'm, I'm really going to pull one out here and, I, and, and um, uh, you know, contact him and see if he wants to be a guest on here. I'd love to find out well, how they do it, you know, over there and, and, and what, what his... Um, uh, you know, what his, uh, uh, you know, path is as far as, you know, in archery and hunting and that kind of stuff and, uh, the, the rules and regulations and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so I contacted him on, on Facebook messenger and I said, Hey, would you like to be, you know, I've been following you. Would you like to be a guest on my, on my show? And he says, yeah, I would love to. However, at this very moment, as we speak, I am learning to improve my English so I can be a guest on Steve's traditional outdoors podcast. And my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, are you kidding me? Here's a guy who I thought no one had ever heard of, you know, it's, you know, in the podcasting world. Um, not that he doesn't deserve to be, you know, uh, known, but uh, I just, I just thought like, oh, he's kind of gone under the radar. I've got an original guest, and boom, Steve's already uh, snatched him up. So um, I contacted Steve and I said, hey, um, I'm really excited that you know you actually found this guy too. Would you mind if I also had him on my show? You know, like several months, let's say after uh, he's on yours, because. You know, I found it, find it interesting and I didn't think anybody had ever heard of him. And Steve was like, yes, thank you. You know, you absolutely, you know, thanks for asking kind of thing. Steve's a super gracious guy and Nick's a nice guy over there too. And like I said, if you're not listening to traditional outdoors, you got to listen to those guys. Great, great podcast. Great, great, great couple of guys. And that episode is, well, by the time you hear this, um, that episode will have already aired, uh, with, with Peter, um, on traditional outdoors, but go back and listen to that. It's, um, you know, it's kind of eye-opening for some things. You know, what what they have to do over there to uh, to get to get licensing and to be able to be able to bow hunt, and what equipment and poundage and uh, uh, you know kinetic energy levels and things like that that they need in order to be able to bow hunt. 
the tests they have to do in order to be able to bow hunt. So it's, it's really, really cool. So go listen to that. And then, uh, Peter and I talked and then, um, he's, uh, he's actually going to go to Spain, uh, in October, October, November, I believe he's going to go uh, hunting over there with a friend. And, uh, we said, okay, well, you know, I don't want to rehash all the same stuff that you talked about on Steve's podcast, but I'd still love to have you on. Uh, why don't you come on and, uh, we'll talk about your hunt after your hunt. So, uh, that's what we're going to try and do. We're going to try and schedule him on, um, after he gets back from Spain, whether he's successful or not, I don't care. I really want to talk to the guy cause he's, uh, you know, pretty, you know, pr- pretty, pretty fascinating guy. So anyway, so those are the kind of thank yous I want to throw out, uh, today. Oh, and by the way, today's September 1st, speaking of the lethal podcast, uh, Blaine Swanson, who was also a, um, co-host on the lethal podcast, uh, tonight he scored his very first traditional kill, um, opening day of Minnesota bear season. And he shot a beautiful sow, uh, at 11 yards, super excited. Uh, again, uh, it'll be still probably be pretty fresh on Instagram and things like that. If you, um, uh, if you listen to this, cause I'm, I'm probably releasing this on Monday, maybe Tuesday, you know, Labor Day, maybe the day after. So, uh, this is Sunday night as of Sunday night. He is, uh, he's on the board, uh, September one and congratulations to him. That dude has been practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing and building and building and practicing, and practicing. So, you know, good job to him. Congratulations. So anyway, um, wanted to get all that stuff out of the way. Sorry for about 10 minutes of babbling here, but, uh, there were uh, important things I needed to talk about. So with that said, Let's uh, get on to the show with Bill Hoffman. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Hoffman's Hunting Heritage and the Bow Hunting Soul podcast. We're doing a swap cast, guys. On the line with me is Emra Oric, the host of Bow Hunting Soul podcast. What's going on, brother? I'm I'm doing good. I'm glad we could hook up. Yeah, you know, I I reached out to you because I really enjoyed your podcast uh and we're both kind of, you know, newer to the game, at least I am with this season and uh and I was like, wow, for this guy only being 10 or 12 episodes in, he's kicking ass. So good work, brother. Well, thank you. Uh I, 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 like when I started to get into it, you know, I kind of did it for, you know, for me. You know, I it was never for me meant to be like, you know, to, to grow with you and not that it's they you know, grow with huge or monetize or anything like that. So, I mean, I don't have a ton of subs. I don't have a ton of downloads, but you know, every, every time it's, uh, you know, people find it and you know, get one, one D two Z's here and there. So I'm just kind of doing it, uh, you know, for, you know, to, to relay what I know, what little I know and the things that I know and the things that I don't know, I talk to people about. So, yeah, no, there, there's nothing greater than talking to, you know, having a podcast like this and be able to talk to some of your heroes. I mean, just looking at the the guys, uh, Warren Womack, and like you know, I, I've been able to talk to the Bone Collector guys over the years, and just you know, having a uh, a a reason to reach out to some of the people in the industry that are just not that necessarily that we look up to, of course we do, but that are just fun to talk to is one thing. But the other thing is we actually help people with our shows. And then the final thing is I've made a ton of good friends in podcasting like you and some of the other guys out there. So, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's really, it's really cool medium for reaching out and it's available to everyone. So, um, 
Well, what we're going to do with this, guys, is uh, we, we had talked about maybe like splitting up because our, our shows have a little bit different format. Um, you know, the Bow Hunting Soul is a little bit longer format, a uh, longer interview. And you guys know I like to keep it right to about, you know, 20, 25 minutes. I'm your Monday morning drive outdoors podcast. But so we're, we're going to split the difference here and, and talk for a little bit. But um, so Bow Hunting Soul, uh, why don't we why don't we just get into Bow Hunt? How did you uh, how'd you get started in the outdoors, man? Well, um, I, I never had, uh, you know, I never had any family that hunted or anything like that. And honestly, I, I the, the quick answer is I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, you, know but, you know, I mean, I, I always like to do stuff outdoors, outdoorsy kind of thing, you know, but um, I never really got into like, you know, guns or hunting or arts or anything like that until later in life. I was like, oh, God, I think probably in like, like late high school or early college. I can't remember. Um, you know, I was living in Delaware. My buddy, uh, Brian and I decided to go, uh, trap shooting. And, um, there was an out, there's a, um, like, like a public range there, um, called, uh, Oma Landon Range. I don't know if it's still there or not. And, um, you know, it was pretty cheap, you know, so we go and we're like, Hey, let's go buy some shotguns. So, you know, we ended up with Remington 870s and we'd go and, uh, you know, do trap and skeet and this and that. And then, you know, he had a younger brother, uh, Craig and, you know, he got involved in it too. So we were, um, we, we kind of transitioned into, Hey, why don't we go and try hunting? You know, uh, we knew nothing. Um, we made a lot of mistakes, uh, didn't shoot anything, you know, shot a couple doves and some rabbits and things like that, but, you know, certainly no deer back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that there was no deer, there was no deer for us back then. Where were you? Where, um, I, I hate to interrupt. Where were you, where were you at at this time? Um, this was Delaware. Delaware. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. This was Delaware. And, uh, yeah. So basically just kind of, kind of just grew from there. Just, you know, I, I, I always, uh, you know, I kept my love of like firearms and things like that. And then it just kind of naturally drifted into archery. Um, you know, uh, he and I, I think both bought like PSE Novas and I had that thing for like a long, long time. Oh yeah. And I remember, I remember, I remember that, one. I remember that bow. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, you know, people laugh at it, but I mean, in, in the right hands, I mean, anything can get it done, right? Oh, any, any amen. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So it just kind of grew from there. And then, uh, when I got into, um, uh, when I got into racing, actually, I ended up traveling a lot. You kind of, you kind of turn into a gypsy. Um, you know, I worked for a race team and, uh, you know, I kind of gave up, uh, hunting or just didn't have time for it. I gave up a lot of hobbies, you know, um, for, I don't know, maybe like, like, I don't know, 10 years, maybe, or you know, eight, 10 years, something like that. And I actually, you know, picked it up, uh, you know, back in about 2006 again, um, six or seven, something like that. And I've been really, really hardcore into it the last, I'm, I'm going to say like four or five years. Yeah. And real quick, when you say racing, tell people what kind of racing you're doing. We're not talking about mountain bikes and funny yellow jerseys, are we? No, no. Um, I, I work for a uh, team called uh, Durhog Motorsports. Uh, we race in the Trans Am series. Um, it's a series that probably a lot of people may or may not have heard of. Uh, no, we don't race uh, Pontiac Trans Am. The, uh, actually, the, the Pontiac Trans Am was was named after the race series, uh, which was, uh, started in 1960s, the road racing series. So, cool. uh, oh so, yeah. So we have like Camaros and Corvettes and, and things like that. And we do some other stuff. So, uh, right now I'm in, uh, I'm in Ohio. I'm, we're, we're racing this weekend at the mid Ohio, uh, motor, motor sports complex. And last weekend we were at Indianapolis actually. So this is the middle of a two week back to back trip for me. And, um, you know, I'm a crew chief on one of the cars and I've been there for, I mean, I've been racing since 2000. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I do. That's pretty damn cool. So, uh, what kind of, uh, what kind of bow are you shooting this year? 
Uh, well, uh, it depends. I have my uh, uh, 2011 Elite Pure, which is my one and only compound now. I uh, sold off the rest of them. And then uh, I've gotten really heavy into uh, traditional archery in the last, I'm going to say, three years. So I've got a, a 59 Bear Kodiak uh, replica, which is, you know, it's a 2018 model, but it's a 59 Kodiak. Uh, and I've got a 1966 uh, Bear Kodiak Magnum. And a 1966 uh, Bear Grizzly. It's just, they just happened to be 1966 bows when I happened to pick them up and trade. Right. And then I have uh, Omega Original Longbow. So I kind of alternate through those. But my 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 love, the one I reach for the most, and you know, sounds weird, but I, I caress when I walk by, is that 59 Kodiak. I mean, this is beautiful. Yeah, I can't. Anytime you got a, you know. And obviously, it's not a grailing Michigan-made bear bow, which is kind of like the holy grail, you know, uh, yeah. for for us Michigan guys up here. But anytime you got something with old Freddie's name on it, it's uh, it puts a little uh, little kick in your soul if you get if you get what I'm saying. It's just uh, it's it's paying tribute, paying paying homage to uh, one of the great pioneers. Absolutely. I mean, just picking up uh, just picking up those you know, those old bows. Like I said, both of my you know the, the two. Uh, they're both 1966. I was born in 74, you know, so this thing's like older than I am and still shoots, you know, way better than I, you know, than I can if I do my part kind of thing. And, uh, it's cool walking around with a little bit of history in your hand, you know, in the woods. Yeah. And everyone knows I'm a, I'm a longbow guy. I'm a recurve guy. I'm a trad guy. I, but I, I own crossbows. I, I've, I've shot deer with crossbows and, uh, you know, compound, lots of deer with compounds. And, uh, so I, I say, uh, hunt your hunt, shoot your shoot as long as it's legal. God bless. But the, uh, for, for me, I am definitely, you know, a trad guy. I like the science and the geekiness behind trad, and uh, I like I like to work and the DIY aspect of of trad as well. And um, you know, we have a mutual friend, I believe, in Jason Samkoviak, who hosts the Traditional Wilderness and Outdoors podcast. And you know, I'm blessed. Yep. To ha- I'm, I'm blessed to have Jason live close to me. You know, so we're actually friends away from the podcast. You know, in real life, and. uh he he has a line of t-shirts out just like you do. We're going to talk about your t-shirts in a minute, but I, I, one of his t-shirts says the how matters. And that's uh-huh. my reason for traditional, but what's your reason for traditional? Um, well, I didn't know you were going to ask me that. Uh, I'm, I'm prepared for that answer. I don't know. I think it's because, uh, uh, you know, I, I think I got sucked. I'm going to say sucked into and not in a bad in the connotation, but, right, right. uh, I, I, I was I started reading traditional bow hunter magazine even before I had a traditional bow because I got sick and tired of um you know the not 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 shooting a compound. I still like shooting a compound every now and then. I like the technical aspect of, of all that. I like the technical aspect regardless of what, what some people, you know, seem to say, the trad police seem to say about traditional bows. There's a lot of technical stuff that goes on with traditional bows, but I just really like the image um, of, you know, you, you know, pick the scene, right? It's a guy standing, you know, in the woods or on a kind of like a hilltop, you know, with his, uh, with his hand propped on his bow and then the bow limb kind of sitting on his foot kind of thing, just mm-hmm. looking off, you know, just, just that image or maybe the, the image of a guy, you know, at, at full draw, you know, I mean, that's just, it's, it's just a soul stirring, I think. And I thought, man, and then I, I, so I picked up the magazine because I'd gotten tired of, you know, I used to read all like the bow hunter and bow, um, Eastern's bow hunting and this, that, and the other. And they're just all like completely, you know, driven by, you know, advertisers, you know, with the, this is the latest and greatest. And, you know, you know, as the deer rounded, I picked up my such and such, uh, rangefinder and I drew back my Matthew such and such and, you know, you know, hit the trigger on my Scott such and such release. And I'm just like, all, all they're doing is this, is, is like packing in, you know, 
um, uh, you know, if, if this was online, it would be like tags, right? It'd be like full of tags. No, for, it's the, uh, for, um, I, I call you know? I call it the NASCAR hunting effect. Exactly. But traditional boner magazine, uh, it was about the hunt. Yeah. They, they mentioned, you know, I, you know, at the end of it, they say, I, uh, I shot, you know, such and such person shot this bow with this arrow with this, with this broadhead done. Right. Right. But you take away the weapon out of those stories and the hunting story still exists. It's still there. Like that's like the, the meat of everything. And it takes you to a time and a place. And, uh, you know, you know, you can experience uh, the adventure along with these people, regardless of the weapon. And then it just happened to be that these people were, you know, writing stories, you know, in a, in a traditional magazine. So then I just, well, like, okay, I'm going to pick one of these things up. And it was a family stage and, you know, great bow. Um, you know, nothing wrong with those things. You can pick up, you know, you can go to any, uh, you know, you know, Bass Row, Cabela, Three Rivers, Lancaster, whatever. And for 150 bucks out the door, you know, or let's say 300 all up total with everything you'd ever need to go, you can go kill anything in North America. Yep. You know, exactly. So that's, that's kind of how I got into it. And then me being, um, kind of, a you know, I, I geek out on, on, on tuning, right. And I like doing all my own stuff. Uh, regardless of the weapon, you know, for my, for my guns, I hand load, I even, you know, uh, cast my own bullets and things like that. So, I mean, why, why should it stop with traditional archery? And then I got into it and I'm like, man, you know, it's not just as simple as, you know, picking a spot and letting it go. I mean, maybe that's what it boils down to in the execution, but there's a lot of science and a lot of physics going on to, to launch this projectile downrange, you know, no matter how, you know, simple people want to make it seem, there's actual math going on there, you know? So, I, I, I just like, you know, playing around with stuff like building arrows and, you know, why does it do this? And what happens if I do this to point weight or what, are, you know, if I shorten the arrow or, or change the, you know, brace height or, or what have you. So it's, I've just been, you know, totally tinkering and, and sucked into that. And that's what my YouTube, a lot of what my YouTube channel is too, is just, is just kind of, you know, explaining some of the stuff and, uh, you know, um, explaining it to people that, that may not be this deep into it or may have the same kind of questions. And uh, trying to do it in a way that maybe makes sense that they may not have heard somewhere else before. You know, I, I tend to, I'm, I'm rambling on now, but I tend to repeat myself. My wife always says I repeat myself all the time. But for me, that's the way I learn. It needs to be drummed into my head over and over and over again, you know. So, um, I don't know. I don't even know if I answered your question or not. No, you absolutely did. And you mentioned your YouTube channel and the way you break things down. And I think that's one of the things that, that drew me towards you. So, when it comes to trad archery, for me... In my friend group, I'm known as like the bear shaft guru. You know, I, I'm right. like, you know, take your bow to Hoffman, he'll figure it out, or he'll he'll work with you to get it. You know, uh, I I I belong to an archery club here. I got a lot of guys talking to me about their setups and working on them with their front of center and their their grains per pound and like all the math stuff that I geek out about. I don't think they actually end up caring that much about it, but they know it's right, and I know it's right, so it works right. out. But here's the here's yeah. the thing, bear shaft tuning. Uh, we're, we're not really going to get into it too deep here, but here's where I'm going to uh, give you some praise, my brother, is because it's hard to do. It's hard to explain bear shaft tuning in words. You know, it's 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 pretty pretty simple concept when you're at the range and doing it. But you did an episode on bear shaft tuning. And when I started playing that, I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be a bunch of jargon that's not going to... And you really broke it down and did a really good job on that episode. Um, I, st- I still don't think podcasts are the best way to... The best the best uh, 
medium right. to learn how to bear shaft tune. I think the best video out there for the, you guys that are looking, um, Grizzly Jim has a fan, has two videos on bear shaft tuning and, you know, he, he's such a delight anyway, just to listen to him talk. I think those are probably, is, yeah. I, I think those are probably the best two videos, but lots of other people have bear shaft tuning videos. Hell, I'll probably end up making one, but, um, uh, but the things you do with your show and your YouTube, I just agree. I the way you break things down and make it simple for everybody, because you can throw any technical aspect of bow hunting or arrow building or spine dynamics out there. I'm gonna know what you're talking about because I'm a nerd. I'm a geek. I get it. Like, <laughs> right. But but the guy, most guys starting out, a lot of that stuff can just you know breeze right by them. And I think you know I just want to give you props. You do a really good job. With breaking that down, I think you might have been like a uh, a teacher in a past life. <laughs> well, well, thanks. I, 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 like I, said, I tried to make it into uh, you know, you know, like almost in layman's terms, you know, because it, to me it's important. It's important to have, you know, I, I think I think you can do you can have both. You can have the technical side and still have the mystique of you know traditional archery and the flight of the arrow and all that stuff you know because there's some guys that don't want to get into this because it feels like it takes away from uh what the quote-unquote the spirit of traditional archery should be and whoever was the arbiter of that i have no idea somehow oh, that decided blow it blow it out your ass fred baird used acrylic yeah. and glass and fiberglass and, and come on exactly exactly you know and uh and i did an episode uh beware of the trad police and man oh yeah um, yeah that was a good got, one <laughs> I, you know i got i got i got banned from uh trad gang and i don't even i'm not even on trad gang like i was i would go on there and just kind of read you know and whatnot i've never posted on there right and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do a trad gang bash session don't you know don't don't get worried but um you know i read a, a thing on there like i think it was like called like what have we come to or something like that and somebody had like heard my you know uh, uh, episode and there's just a bunch of people that jumped in like, Oh my God, this guy. And you know, he sounds like a 20, I'm 45. He sounds like a 20 year old, no nothing, this, that, and the other. You do sound you young know, though. And, you know and, that, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, and I didn't even think, so maybe I call them, uh, you know, crusty old curmudgeons, right? Right. Um, and, uh, I love that phrase. And I know, uh, Steve Angel too uses that phrase. So, uh, props to Steve Angel over traditional outdoors too, but which cracks um, me up about you know, Steve because I know Steve has said the phrase, get off my lawn multiple times yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know um and i stopped reading it you know i started reading the poem like whatever and i actually um you know I, I tried to reach out over there to the powers that be and i was immediately blocked i, I was blocked before i can even reach out saying hey that was me to put out the podcast and i you know i stand by what i said because there's a lot of people that um Either they're whether they're new to traditional archery or really experienced in traditional archery, they feel like outcasts and and kind of like put down when they want to talk about things like tuning and uh you know bear shafting and and actually trying to break down the science behind some of the stuff. And you know they're told you know oh just just to shut up and shoot kind of thing you know like we're somehow taking away the mystique and magic of traditional archery and that's not it at all and you know and and you know I was gonna say look come on the show and we will you know, like have an open, honest, like adult discussion about it, you know, like a genuine, you know, invite. And, you know, I haven't heard back to this day, so, you know, whatever, moving on. But I will say, um, and I'm not going to name names, but um, open, I, I've gotten private messages from, you know, through Instagram or, or through uh, uh, Facebook and stuff, just uh, people that are 
I'm going to say like well-known, like new well-known and like old school guys that have been actually getting the job done. Not talk to talk on the internet, but these guys are like, you know, um, and I'm not going to, again, right. say who they are. Right. I won't but, ask. Uh, yeah. They reached out to me and said, you know what? Right on. Thank you for saying that. And let me tell you about the attitudes of such and such and such and such. Keep doing what you're doing. In fact, they got one just the other day. And, you know, it kind of makes me feel better because, you know, for a while I was like, man, you know, did I step on too many toes? And it wasn't really my intention, you know, to stir, stir the pot a little bit. But, I mean, I needed to get it off my chest. It was really bothering me that those attitudes are out there. And then people that, you know, um, seem to think that this is... Um, um, I, I said, uh, I said on there, maybe they got uh, upset at this. I said, you know, some people think that arrows kind of just magically hit their point, uh, you know, um, uh, guided by Fred Bear's ghost and, and powered by uniform, <laughs> right? So maybe they didn't like that. Okay. You know, but, uh, <laughs> whatever. You know, I, I think, yeah, I think you can have both. I mean, you can still, it's still magical flight to me when I watch a perfectly tuned, uh, a perfectly tuned, arrow going down range you know i mean that's not taking away from the beauty of traditional archery no matter how you aim it or not aim it or you know um i don't know that's just my thoughts no i i, I totally agree with you quick story because i i don't want to trash trad gang but i don't spend any time on there right. either but uh right. the first time i got published in um traditional bow hunter magazine uh i i went in there and i posted a link hey you know it's a big accomplishment i'm really and they they've flagged me for self-promotion for, oh, like, yeah. I'm like because I'm an author, you know, because I sell books, I sell outdoors related yeah, hunting and, and fishing that, books. Uh, I'm like, happened to Kagan McCabe too. You know, I had him on the show uh, a few episodes ago, and you know, same deal with him. You know, he's one of the the nicest guys you're ever gonna run into. You know, young boyer kind of thing. So anyway, but you know, the good thing is there's 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 um there, there's all kinds out there, right? And there's like guys like you, guys like you know Steve, guys like you know Transquest, guys like uh. Uh, you know, Jason, you know, Sam Goliath, obviously, you know, um, yeah, the yeah, push, there's, there's, there's no, people. there's no lack of knowledge available to no, everyone no. for free. Yeah. And, and, and if, obviously if, if, you're, if any of your listeners or my listeners are listening to me or you, you're obviously listening, you know, to the push or who know those, you know, those guys are, I mean, I think we're minuscule compared to them. And if you really, really, really want to geek out, I mean, go look at some of the stuff that Cody Green was doing for the push, you know, I mean, like really breaking down the science behind some of the stuff and make your head hurt, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, because 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 of, because, of, because of Cody and Trab Labs, I'm I'm shooting four Fletch razor veins, or not yeah, veins, but know, four Fletch I, razor uh, Fletch feathers. I I can't bring myself to do it. I, uh, I I I saw that you know that's like the way to go, but I just for for me personally, the four Fletch thing look, looks just ugly to me. I don't like the aesthetic of it. Oh, see, I've and, I've always and, shot four Fletch, but I've I've usually shot like four inch four Fletch. So, okay, yeah. yeah, so it's not that big of a deal to me. I, but I get where you're coming from. The the classic three-fletched, you know, cock feather being different color, I, it is pretty. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, you know, there's, again, there's, there's, room for all, there's room for all time. And, you know, before the term, you know, traditional archery came along, you know, before compound came along, it was just called archery. Right. You know, and somehow along down the line, somebody decided that anything that, uh, you know, was, you know, not compound was immediately traditional archery, but they overlooked the fact that, you know, they, they poo poo, you know, uh, um, you know, let's say uh, sites 
or an elevated rest or, uh, you know, um, like a stabilizer or whatever. Go look back through some of these pictures in the 1920s and 30s. All these things are on these boats. You know, there's this, this, <laughs> right. this idea that this thing's magically powered and guided to where you want to go. Somebody made up along the way in like the 70s and 80s, and that just became the norm for what quote-unquote traditional should be. And, you know, it's like, man, shoot what you want to shoot, and, 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 and you as a person make the moral decision of, yes, I'm accurate enough, to go and launch this at a, at a live animal, you know, and that's it. It just, it ends there for me, you know? Yep. And so, you know, I asked you, um, I, I do want to get onto your YouTube and your t-shirts real quick, but I, I asked you what, you know, the how matters. And, and I said, that was kind of my, my why I asked you what your why was, it, you know, I'd like to add to that, you know, because the basis on our discussion is I, I shoot most of my white tails under 15 yards. I would yeah. say, you know, I don't, I don't know how many deer I've killed. Thirty, some, I'm guessing. You know, and I would say of those 30, 22 of them have been within fifteen yards. Um, the rest, right. were, the rest were gun kills. You know, and I mean, I shot my deer at thirty three yards last year with my compound, but um, I'm not saying it hasn't happened. But you know, inside fifteen yards, I think I feel that it, in the in the hands of a competent hunter who's ready, who's got it tuned, I feel traditional archery tackle is a more efficient and a better killing weapon inside 15 yards than a compound. Um, just from the aspect of the speed of the shot, the, you know, you're not pulling back, finding your, you know, your mouthpiece, your kisser button. You're not, you figuring out which pin to use. Yeah. The arrow is slower, but I do feel that it's a better, a, a better choice of weapon with inside 15 yards. So, uh, something to think about for guys, um, might not be better than a crossbow because you don't have to move it all. You can just pull the trigger, but, um, right. you know, I, I do feel that it, it is better overall. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, talking about the, uh, uh, the shot sequence, you know, what, as far as being able you know, to get a shot off quickly with a traditional bow, what is, what, what is, what is your shot sequence? I mean, do you, uh, do you hold, do you anchor? Is it a, is it a quick uh, shot off for you? How, how does it go? Yeah, I'm a I'm a purely instinctive guy. Um, I don't even know what my point on distance is because I don't shoot that far. I figure it's probably going to be around 32 just from past practices, you know. Um, yep. But uh, so for me, I uh, I pick a spot on the target or on the animal as we all should, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, I I when I address the target, I I literally hold my bow arm up and um, I put the broad head. Uh, on that spot. And I, the reason I do that is I feel that once I get to anchor, I'm kind of already in the right area. So I dress it and in my head, it goes spot, anchor, spot, shoot. And, um, so, and I know it sounds like a lot, you know, and it sounds like I'm aiming, but, but really it's just, it's, it's my cadence and it helps with my consistency. So spot, yeah. You know, when I get to my anchor, I say anchor, I reconfirm my spot. Not that I ever took my eye off of, of it, but I'm just reconfirming. You no know, animals move, stuff like that. I'm just reconfirming it. And, you know, my brain makes any adjustments that it needs to make. And then um, I have a pretty active release. And when I say active, I mean, you know, some guys are just let the um, the arrow slip out. Some guys, you know there's all different styles of releases. What I do though, what I find works best for me consistently is, um, I let go of the string and I come back and I touch my back shoulder. Um, right. and it's a straight back follow through. 
And the reason I started doing that was um, I used to shoot a lot with the late Ron Pitsley of Hunter's Niche. He made he's the boyer behind Predator bows, made all the dart and bows back in the day. Yeah. Um, Predator, a uh, great, great brand. And, um, you know, uh, Michigan guy, his son was in my wedding. That's how I knew him. You know, that's how I got really got how I got into trad was through his was through Ron Pitsley and his son, Miles. But um, that's the way he shot. And he's the best shot I ever saw in my entire life. So <laughs> if it works for him now, he also shot a click. Which 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 I don't shoot, but um, yeah. So for me, it's spot anchor spot shoot, and um, it works. I'm you know I I have supreme confidence within 25 yards, and I have 100 percent confidence within 15 yards. So and that's like I said, that's where most of my shots happen. Um, do I love to long bomb arrows in an American round? Hell yes. I love flinging them out there, <laughs> yeah. but, but, uh, you know, for hunting, I, I, if it doesn't break that 25, I don't even, I don't even get excited. I just, you know, that it just, I, I've kind of gotten to the point where I don't have to kill deer. So, right. um, yeah, it may as well be, uh, it may as well be, you know, 20 miles, right? I mean, if it's, if it's outside your range, it's outside your range. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's on deer too. I mean, if I'm, if I'm out West on an elk hunt, I mean, that's the broad side of a barn you're shooting at right there. You know? So, you know, th- things might change, but you know, once you, you reach out there farther and you start dealing with, you know, it's harder to find that spot. And obviously the animal can move. We're shooting slower, you know, arrows, but for, for me, um, with my longbow, it's a, I shoot a, a river raisin longbow, which is made here in Michigan. Um, and it's at, I think it's at 53, 53 at 28. So at my pound, so I'm pulling about 56 pounds and my, yeah. my arrows come right out to 660 grains. I tried to add six more just to like make them like the devil arrow, but I couldn't find, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, and, uh, so it's 660 well, grains. If you're, if you're shooting four, if you're shooting those four inch feathers, it would be. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, just just add a few more grains, right? I get it, you know. But that, um, you know, and I, I'm it, it comes in right about nineteen, eighteen, nineteen percent front of center. So, it, it it's not a bomb proof arrow. It's not, you know, it's not a Steve Angel arrow, but it's gonna kill anything in North America. Oh no, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, going back a little bit, you you said something about cadence. But I don't want to let that slip. Okay, it's a really good word for it because, um, you know. Everyone has their own, I guess, shot sequence process, whatever you want to call it. And you're absolutely right. Like for me, if I, there's only a certain window of time. Um, like I'm not a snap shooter, right? I can't do it too quick, but I also don't like to sit there and anchor for like, you know, five, 10 seconds either. I mean, I can, but then I start to get fatigued and, and, you know, there's, there's, there's a, a limited amount of time where I can, you know, draw back, anchor, verify that everything is where it should be. You know, I shoot. Uh, let's say gap distinctive, right? Uh, or like a sealed good sight picture. Um, I can't actually do gapping, uh, too much math, uh, you know, uh, going on when everything else is going on. I can't do that, but I'll do like a six o'clock hold to verify that the tip is where it's supposed to be. It's in the vicinity. Everything kind of looks right. And my mind says, okay, we're good. And, and it goes, but if I hold on to it for too long, then it's, then I know that it's too long. And immediately it's amazing how the brain just goes, Oh my God, why are we holding on to this? What's going on? What's wrong? Something's wrong, you know? Yep. And, and I, I'll have to uh, force myself to let down, which is harder. You know, I can I can say that I let down uh, all the time, but I'd be lying, you know. And then you just let like a really bad shot go, you know. You're like, man, I should have held that shot, you know. But that's 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 really important to get that that cadence down. You're right. Yeah, uh, I once worked with a with an archery instructor, and uh, he turned on uh, Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. 
and it's got that, and he had just had the beginning loop where it's that didn't, 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 I, I, I didn't, and he just had that over. So like, and the didn't was your address, didn't, didn't. You're pulling back, and then you had to release the arrow. You had to release the arrow right on the I, I, I. You know, it ended up being it ended up being like a three and a half, four second process, but it set that cadence for his students, and and um. And I and and I really do think that my spot anchor spot shoot shoot shoot. I mean, I think it, it's it's. I think I'm a little quicker than what the song is usually, but um, yeah. it, it really does. Uh, it it really does come into play for me in, in, and it works. I don't. You know, here's the thing about you know, not just trad archery, and I think you'll agree with this, but any archery, if it works for you, it works. You know, there are of course yeah. there's there's best practices. Right. But if it's working, it's working. <laughs> so, you know, oh, uh, you know, I, I have a I have a guy here, Mike Avery, you know, Mike Avery Outdoors. He's a huge um, radio guy here and uh, he's he's taking trad and he's going on a bear hunt and he, he's sending me some videos and he's he's snap shooting and he's but he's hitting the target and he's like, should I change it? I'm like, no, you're going bear hunting next week. You just shoot what you shoot. <laughs> like we'll work on blank bailing during the spring <laughs> later, you know, but, um, all right. So tell me about your YouTube channel. What's on there right now? Where can people find it? And what do you got planned for it for the future? Well, um, it's, it's bow hunting soul on YouTube. It's just like everything else I have, like the podcast and, uh, you know, uh, a Facebook group, um, and, um, Anyway, so on, on the channel, I, I've got everything. I've got I've got videos of me basically, you know, sometimes scouting, sometimes, uh, you know, during you know during the season, I'm just just kind of you know doing like a vlog from the field kind of thing. But you know, the rest of it is um, uh, some how-to stuff. I mean, I'll talk about you know uh, you know arrow rest, or I'll talk about you know bear shaft tuning, or I'll talk about how the um, you know the braid height affects. Uh, you know your spine, you know going up or down, and you know this effect on speed and things like that, um, and some other how tos like uh, I don't, I've, I've got things like cooking stuff on there. You know, um, some some videos are more popular than others. You know, but I for me like a big part of hunting for me is is the food part of it. I, I love processing all my own stuff and making all my own stuff, and you know I'll do like a little mini cooking you know episode or something like that, or I'll talk about a particular uh, knife or uh, you know multi tool or something like that. So. There's just a little bit of everything on there. And what I want to do with it, I guess, I don't, I don't really know. Um, you know, I, I started it just because I wanted to just, you know, go out there and then just do it and, and just see what sticks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not looking to, you know, get, get rich off the thing. I'm not looking for like a, you know, like a web show or anything like that. Um, I mean, you know, listeners to my show know that I haven't shot anything with a traditional bow yet. You know, I mean, like, actually, no, that's a lie. I shot a carp this year, but, um, <laughs> You know, so it's it's just I'm I'm trying to be honest about like who I am and what I do, and you know, like I said, talk about the stuff that I do know about because I shoot when I'm home. I shoot every day, you know. So yes, I can tell you how to tune your bow. I can tell you how to you know build a good arrow, and I can tell you you know what the effects are and this and that. But I'm not going to tell you that this one particular broadhead uh, kills way better than this particular broadhead because I don't have a pile of you know dead you know dead deer up in the ceiling, you know. So um, that's that's just kind of one where I'm where I'm coming at it from yeah no i I really appreciate that so we're gonna get uh we're gonna wrap this thing up here pretty quick but i want to do something for your listeners 
as well as mine. You know, we I talked about, you know, being an author. I do have 16 novels published. A bunch of them are outdoors related. I think uh, let's give all your listeners a free book. How's that sound? A free book? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hook up your listeners and mine. Mine already probably already bought all my stuff, but we're gonna hook okay. up your listeners. So, uh, <clears throat> what? How do, we, how do we do that? Yeah, so let's do this for for listeners of Hoffman's Hunting Heritage and the Bow Hunting Soul Podcast. What I want you guys to do is go to hoffmansheritage dot com slash trad. So, oh no, actually we're gonna yeah we'll do trad because I can use it more than once. So hoffmanshuntingheritage.com dot com slash trad there'll be a free digital download copy copy of twins of prey which is an outdoors action adventure thriller novel tons of archery tons of survival skills um and that that was my first novel ever published and it was also my first bestseller so i'm gonna hook you guys up with that you can read it on any tablet on any smartphone it'll download right to your kindle or you can read it on your computer it's not too long of a book but um it comes endorsed by mike avery fred eichler and ted nugent so i think you guys are gonna like hey, the book hey, that, that, that's uh that's awesome man yeah thanks that that's great i feel i feel kind of bad because we're, we're kind of rushed on on time you know on your end here because we never really got to talk about uh you know talk about you for my guys but you do you, you want to spend like another like two minutes telling telling everybody however long you got uh, yeah yeah no you know, yeah all no. The things you, you got like five jobs man oh five i think you're undercutting me there i think so yeah <laughs> no. uh so I, I guess we never really did introduce myself because uh you know, truth be, truth be told, uh, I we we didn't. You know, scheduling this wasn't exactly easy, but because uh, because of, of me and my work, so I'm I'm a law enforcement officer. Uh, I've been doing that for 12 years. I do work nights. Um, I've been with my department my entire career, so I'm pretty high in seniority. We've had a lot of turnover over those 12, so uh, I'm I'm blessed. I, I you know I work you know three to four days a week on that. Um, I'm also a an author. I write. Um, uh, I've written for. Bowhunter Magazine, Michigan Bow Hunting, Michigan Bow Hunting News, um, traditional Bow Hunting Magazine, Stick Talk, um, a lot of different publications, and then of course my novels are all action adventure outdoors related. I do. And how many novels do you have now? How many in that in that Twins of Prey series? So Twins of Prey series is is only is three. Um, I, I'd like to write another one, but I don't own the rights to the stories right now. Um, okay. Because there could be possibly in production for you guys to watch the stories. That's all I can say. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so I, I write that. And uh, um, about a year and a half ago, I started doing stand up comedy. So um, yeah. I, I do stand up, you know, uh, clubs and benefits and fundraisers. Kind of have a little thing going with the dad bod comedy tour. A lot of people know me as the. <laughs> A lot of people know me as the camouflage comedian because I tell, you know, hunting stories and stories about being father and husband and stuff. So, um, but for all that, you can, uh, you can check out Hoffman's Hunting Heritage. There's, there's a link to all that. I do some other side things. I do voiceover. I do podcasting. Uh, I've done audiobooks for people and I'm an ordained minister. So if I'm not doing comedy on the weekends, I'm usually doing weddings. I I officiate a. I I ran out of fingers. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I ran up the fingers when I was counting all the things that you're doing. That's amazing. So with all that time, how much how much, how much time do you actually get get to hunt during the season? Do you get do you get enough time in the field? You said you got seniority, you know, at, at yeah. the uh, Yeah, so I don't do I don't do a lot of like I don't have any weddings or any comedy 
um, all of October, November, and December. Like I shut down yeah. that that's, that that's, you know, that's for me, that's for vacation. Um, you know, and, and then this year coming up, I'm going to, we're going to Disney world in October for a week in the middle of the October lull, not that that exists, but you know, those weeks. And, um, so I was like, um, I think I'm going to slide a hog hunt in while I'm down here. <laughs> so yeah. Funny you say that we're, 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 uh, this year, I, 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 you have to ask my wife for the dates. I can't remember, but same deal. We're doing the same deal. Uh, Disney, and uh, while we're down there, I'm going to go hog hunt. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, uh, I haven't actually picked out my hog outfitter yet because there's a crap ton of them. So I'll have to talk to you off the air and yeah. see if there's anyone you yeah, recommend yeah. or anything. But, um, yeah. So, I, you know, I'm a professional magician. Did you know that one? Did you know that one? Yeah. No, I didn't. I don't have to take off my shoes now. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, right. So how how that actually happened is I I sang and danced in high school. I was in Glee before Glee was cool. You know. Uh, and I went to a music competition there in Chicago and they had Disney scouts. And, um, so then I auditioned and started going to, to di- performing at Disney f- with this company or this group called show choir camps of America. And, yeah. um, so you know, I, I had a Disney gig and then my roommate at Disney was a magician for them. And then I saw how many girls he was getting with magic. So I decided <laughs> to start doing magic and, um, uh-huh. And then later it was easier to get, and then I always did comedy magic, you know, so uh, I was doing corporate stuff and, you know, company Christmas parties, stuff like that. So, you know, going into just the comedy was, was straight up that. So I have a performer's background and I think for me, it's anything that's, um, I get obsessed about stuff, right? So, uh, yeah. and that, that's what it leads to. So when you're obsessed about a lot of different things, you become well-rounded in a lot of different things. So I, I'm kind of a go-to for a lot of different information and I really enjoy researching. I think that's why, you know, once the trad bug bit me, um, I really dug into like all, all the research aspects of it and, and really, yeah. like, you know, um, I am scared to death of starting. I, I'm scared to death if I ever become a trapper. Because I I feel, I feel like that'll overtake my life. So for right now, like I don't do anything with trapping because I know I'll be like running trap lines seven days a week and like I'll instantly have fifteen hundred dollars in f- stupid crap that I'll probably right, use right. for to to you know uh, skinning boards and, and all that stuff. So yeah, trapping and taxidermy are like the two things where I've said nope, I'm done. I, I'm I'm um it, it's like uh you you know when it, when I work on my house I don't do I don't do drywall and I don't do electricity everything else i can everything else i can monkey with but i'll leave those those to the professionals so <laughs> that's about that yeah, yeah well i mean hey with all that stuff going on how do you even have time so <laughs> yeah you know it, you lose some sleep every now and then but i got a really understanding wife and my you know my family were involved in the outdoors my, we love to kayak and fish and and it's uh you know my kids are 10 and 6 they love nothing more than to be in the turkey blind with dad so you know i i nice. I have a couple of years left where it's going to be me time and then it's going to be switching over to, you know, all about them. So, um, right. you know, and I'm looking forward to that. I, I honestly, I, I really am. So again, guys, I want you to go ahead and check out the bow hunting soul podcast. It's available on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, all that crap. You search bow hunting soul. You're going to find it as well as if you are a bow hunting soul listener and you're listening to me, I'm Hoffman's hunting heritage. Um, my logo is orange with deer blue writing. His is yellow says bow hunting soul right on it. And, um, is there anything we left out, my man? 
I, you know, I don't think so. I, I appreciate the, uh, appreciate the talk and I really appreciate the giveaway for the book. Um, I, ever since I uh, heard about you and, you know, those books and listening to Jason's podcast for, for years, um, you know, it's been on my radar, uh, you know, to, to go read them. So now I'm actually going to go read them. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I'm like a drug dealer. The first one's free, you know, because <laughs> I, I don't mind, I don't mind giving y'all a book. I got 15 more to sell y'all. <laughs> so. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys, I really do appreciate it. And if you enjoy Twins of Prey, make sure you go on Amazon and leave a review. If you hated it, don't. <laughs> but uh, I end the show. I end my show the same, the same with the same sign off every week. Uh, I don't think Bow Hunting Soul really has one, but I like to say, get outdoors. It's a wild place to be, and I'm pretty confident this won't be the last time we talk, my man. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, everyone, have a great week, and we'll see you back next time.